is the future. This is not the past. The new XFL will kick off in 2020. If you smell what the XFL is cooking. It's still football, but it's professional football reimagined. This is our moment, our story to tell. This is history begun. This is the XFL! Welcome, football fans. This is the week of March 4th, 2018. This is the road to 2020. And this is... The XFL Show. I'm Alan, joined by Jake. Hello, Jake. Hello. And Vince. Hi, Vince. Hey. Hey, yo. And we're here to talk XFL. And since it's March, we're feeling a little bit of the madness. Ooh, yeah. This is episode five. XFL City Madness. All month long, the month of March, we will be matching up cities and regions of the country. That'd be north, south, east, and west, Vince. And we're whittling it down to the Elite Eight. The Elite Eight cities that should make up the XFL 2020. This should be a fun month, guys. Yeah, and I think we're, I mean, there's probably a number of criteria, you know, personally, where we'd like to see some of these teams reside at. And, you know, we're also looking at, the market size, uh, does the city have the capacity to to hold that? I, I think what you're saying is we're looking for cities that are best for business. Exactly. Well, we're also looking for cities that, I don't know, have a bunch of different factors going into them. Now, Vince McMahon stated that all the original cities, all eight of them, and every other city in the union, in the union and maybe even Canada, are eligible and on the table and being considered we all have our own personal idea of what a good XFL city would be. But, Jake, real quick, go over the original cities in the XFL. The original cities were a pretty good balance, weren't they? Yeah. So, you know, the original, uh, you know, the OG XFL cities, you've got, uh, of course, uh, Los Angeles. you got San Francisco, Las Vegas, Memphis, Birmingham, Orlando, Chicago and New York, New Jersey as one. Yeah, and, the, so, and those, big, that's like four market. and four. Yeah, it, you, you know, you got to remember for the first, you know, it was experimental. You had big markets in there. You had L.A., you had New York, uh, Chicago, San Francisco. And then and you then, had the you four know, small. Yeah. And that was perfect, I thought. That was a great balance. Uh, Vince, do you think that's what you, we should be looking at for the next eight cities in the XFL? Four and four. I don't know. It, it's hard to say. Uh, you know, the XFL didn't work the first time around. Uh, a number of different reasons for that. One of them could have been, you know, you had a team in L.A. You know, yeah, a lot of people. But is a city like L.A. really going to get behind a football team that's not an, an NFL team and not University of Southern California? Uh, Our, that, that, that remains the question. I think it's still a question if they're going to get behind an NFL team, Vince. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that, there's a good <laughs> po- point about that. Yeah, and you yeah. got to remember back then, you know, L.A., they didn't have an NFL team. 
outcome. Yeah, and that was – yeah, exactly. So I don't like the chances for a city like L.A. going into the new XFL in 2020. If uh, you guys want to let us know what you think, I think the most active conversation when it comes to the XFL on Twitter, at least, is definitely cities. Uh, you see a lot of different cities uh, and fans making city accounts, XFL Birmingham, XFL Columbus, XFL Schenectady. Everybody's trying to get the XFL into their town. And if you guys want to go at us and let us know what cities you think would be best, give us your eight at XFL show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're everywhere, and of course, you can go straight to the website. This is the XFLshow.com. And that's where I think most of the conversation when it comes to XFL 2020 has been. The cities, where is it going to be? That's the first really interesting question everybody's asking. Big market, small market, lobbying for both. What's ideal? A big market would open doors for more money maybe, but a small market is going to look better on TV. You're going to get more fans, probably get a lot more passion, and since we're setting up madness for the month of March, guys, we're going to go over eight teams each week for the next four weeks, and then in the fifth week, we will have our eight our eight teams whittled down from the 32. So 32 total, eight each week, and in the fifth week, the last week of March, we will have our, I guess, recommended eight cities for the XFL. Are you into that? I, I'm into it. I, I did want to pose the question here, uh, but before we get started, you know, you, you got, you got, uh, we're going to go over a list of, of towns from all over the country, but what would you think if they did it in a, you know, an old school territorial type setting where, you know, maybe it's eight teams, but they're all in the Southeast or they're all in the Midwest and, you know, just try to, you know, develop one strong area before you break out. Oh, so that, now that's something very interesting to consider. So you're saying maybe start maybe Southeast where we know they're football crazy from high school, college, all the way to pro, and then maybe try to expand from the eight into the rest of the country. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't in the 20 in 2018. I don't see how that would be possible. You're trying to cast as wide of a net you're, you're, as possible. You're so c- confining yourself to one area, and you're confining the amount of dollars you can make. If you have a team, like if you're in, you're saying the Southeast, what do you got? Atlanta, if you want to, and you got to do the big, big cities. Then if you're going to be there, right? You can't do small cities if you're all in one place. So you'd have to do Atlanta. You, you know, you'd have to do New Orleans. You'd have to do I, I don't know what city in Florida. Would you do Miami, Orlando? You'd have to do the bigger cities if you're only in one spot. I think if you're all across the nation, you're more open to being in a smaller market, no? Well, well, I mean, there are, you know, there are some small towns on our list and, and you know, we're going to go over them here and, you know, it, it's just an idea being thrown out there. I, I don't know. All right, that's Jake, what do you think of that idea? If they say they just start down south or maybe up in the Pacific Northwest to get started? Uh, I don't think that's. I don't think it's going to happen. I I hope it doesn't happen. Yeah, well, I don't, like I don't think it's, it's going to happen. A, but it's I'm, a, I'm just. It's not a horrible idea, but uh, I, I I hope they don't do it. I I think the league <laughs> suffer because of it. Yeah, that that's that would just really limit the amount of dollars you can make. But it's it's an interesting thought, and that's what it's all about is coming up with new and exciting ideas and. What our idea is, we're going to go, we are going to regionalize it, Vince. North, south, east, west. Today we're starting with the south, and we're going to go over all the cities all three of us have 
put together as potential XFL cities, and we'll whittle it down to two southern cities that would be eligible for the next round in this madness, I guess, that we're calling our XFL city madness. Uh, But before we get to the southern cities that could be XFL towns, let's talk about this week in the XFL. Jake, if you could tell me uh, what is new on the XFL website, I will uh, give you a high five. Um, I have the answer in front of me right now, but, but for entertainment's sake, I, I'm going to say, you know, they announced when the draft was, am I right? <laughs> you are not right. Take another guess. <laughs> it's uh, absolutely nothing, Jake. Nothing. Business as usual. <laughs> business as usual. <laughs> he can't make it. Let's go kick it. Yes. Nothing on the XFL.com since uh, January 25th. Uh, Twitter, silent. Facebook, silent from the official accounts. But the top Google result, if you Google XFL in latest news, well, you'll see an article from TheRinger.com asking, what if there was an XFL but for baseball? <laughs> so, Is, really is this going to be a regular segment, like the top Google search result on the XFL? Uh, until there's actual news, I, I'm sure. <laughs> Do you find it demoralizing that there's no a- official news? There's no even propaganda being spread yet? No marketing just yet? No, I, I, I don't want anything released until, you know, they're good and ready. Yeah, not, not really. I mean, uh, you know, maybe it'd be a little better for the, you know, for our show, but it's, it's so far out. And until you have specifics, I, I don't really want to hear I'm, I'm fine with no news, man. It just lets me hit the Tommy Maddox button a little bit more. He can't make it. Let's go kick it. And, and also, we get to have fun. This whole month of March is going to be really fun. We're going to talk about all these cities, Vince. I know you've been clamoring to talk about the towns, making towns in the XFL. Where should they go? Let's start with the southern United States. And there are a handful of cities we're going to go over. We're going to try to come down to the best two to move on in our brackets that we're going to post on the website. This is the XFLshow.com. Uh, you want to start with the first city, Vince? Do you, do you see it? Do you have the list in front of you? I do in the south. Uh, Birmingham, Alabama, the first uh, city you got here. Uh, a population of 217,000. Now, this was an original uh, team, uh, Birmingham Bolts. Uh, they play in a large stadium, Legion Field. Uh, this, uh, you know, used to host the Iron Bowl, I believe, at one point. Uh, and, you know, um, I believe that there's some, you know, like Senior Bowl type stuff that goes on there. Um, very, uh, they have a bowl game down there, very lightly attended all the time. Uh, so, it, you know, they have they have a facility in place, uh, Not certainly not a small, small city. Uh, what do you guys think about it? It's it's a good enough town. It's a, it's accommodating. They have events there. They used to have SEC media days there, right? Or was that out? No, that was outside. That was in Hoover, wasn't it? Jeez, yeah. why would they ever hold it there? Now it's in Atlanta. But Birmingham, they have events. They have a bowl game, easy enough to get to. And, yes, an original XFL city. Uh, but they were a garbage XFL city. <laughs> they were terrible. The team was bad, right, Jake? Uh, the attendance wasn't great. Uh, but they are building a new stadium, uh, allegedly downtown. They're building the Birmingham Jefferson Convention Complex, and they're trying to build a football stadium among that. So it sounds like the city would be willing and ready for a team, but with the fans. 
Uh, I'm not sure if the fans would. I mean, I'm I'm fairly confident that you know there is they're going to go back to at least uh, you know at least one original XFL city. And yeah, with, with a two and eight record, um, <laughs> you know there there's not much to, to really hope for. I mean, if you if if you just look at that, but it's you know it's it's a southern city which is you know always always benefits football. So you know there's a possibility. Uh, roll tight yeah. on that. Yeah, it, you know it, it is a football cr- uh, crazed area, but seventy thousand people uh, for an XFL game, uh, probably not in the first year. Uh, you know, so uh, you know I'm interested in this new stadium that they have there. That that seems a little bit more likely. Yeah, stadium-wise, what are you looking for here, Vince? Are you looking for a traditional football stadium, 65 to 100,000 people, or do you want to – a lot of people are talking about MLS stadiums. They're, they should be in soccer stadiums, like how the Chargers are playing. What do you think? Uh, I, I think you got to start small and, and build it up. I don't know – I'm not saying it necessarily needs to be a, an MLS stadium. Uh, if you have a small football stadium, I think that could work. Um, but you're gonna have to smart start small, and you're gonna have to build it up. And one thing I will say is, if you don't have a stadium already, it probably seems a little unlikely that you're gonna build one just for the XFL. Um, that that just seems like, seems like too a big of a risk for the city. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm very excited for the XFL, but I would say that's probably a poor investment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give us your tax dollars. We're building an XFL stadium. No, thank you. Um, I want the XFL in my town, but uh, I don't want to have to pay for it. I don't even want to have to pay for an NFL stadium. Uh, Birmingham seems like the city would be accommodating, but um, I don't know. I don't. I, I think the I would advise against going to Birmingham. Would you vote for Birmingham to be an, an XFL twenty twenty city, Vince? I uh, just. As of right now, no, it just doesn't seem like they have the uh, the infrastructure. Jake? Uh, no, I would not. Good town, but roll damn tide, better towns in the south. Let's move on to Shreveport, Louisiana. They have the Independence Stadium, which hosts the Independence Bowl every year, holds about 50,000 people. Uh, the city is around 122,000 people-ish, but... Casting a wider net, Shreveport, easy to get to all around Louisiana. I mean, you're talking about a football craze state. Uh, people from all over the boot would probably make it to an XFL game if they could. In 1994, Shreveport had a Canadian football league team, Shreveport Pirates. Jake, did you know that? I No, I did not know you could have a, have a CFL team in the United States. They did. They had a bunch of them. But – that did not uh, last, and now people of Shreveport are hoping that their beautiful stadium, Independence Bowl, is very nice, uh, will host some professional football once again. Vince, what are your thoughts on Shreveport, the home of Terry Shreveport, Bradshaw? Shreveport, one, one of the, you know, I believe, highest densities of uh, casinos yes. in the whole United States, a, a big gambling town. Um, you know, anytime you got gambling, you're going to be attracting people. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, that that's very intriguing. There, you know, if you if you work something out with the casinos, I I, I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a popular uh, it's it's a football popular area, as you said. Um, 
Uh, and, and it's not too far away from Houston, right? It's, yeah, not far from Houston, Dallas. Yeah. Uh, you're yeah. talking about a, t- a town that it, you know has minor league sports that do pretty well, even all the way down to hockey. I mean, hockey down in the south. People uh, enjoy it because of the, I would say the casino atmosphere. <laughs> who, who, who in the South is enjoying hockey? People in Shreveport, people in Dallas, they, they love it. They're eating it up. Do you consider it's, Dallas the South? I do not. I, I do. Uh, sometimes. It depends. Uh, now that Tim Lincecum is pitching there, probably not. But Shreveport is a place that I think would embrace an XFL team, and they have the stadium. It's Perfect, perfect size too. I think forty nine thousand. It's, it's just not. I, I don't think. You know, it's not really a glamorous city. You know, not, not one of the glamorous cities on it's the not, list. <laughs> no, by no means, no. I don't but think there's anything glamorous about the whole state of Louisiana. To be it's honest, not, it's, and they don't. And nobody in Louisiana claims to be glamorous. It's yeah, that, that's it, right. Yeah. It's all about fun, football, fishing, great food. Uh, it's gonna. It would be an interesting atmosphere if the team, if the team had support in Shreveport, it easily would be the rowdiest place in the XFL. Uh, yeah, there's a good argument for that. Although maybe the place next on our list might be, get a little bit more rowdy. It's true because we're gonna go down the boot into Lafayette, Louisiana. Cajun Field holds forty-one thousand people. The uh, University of Louisiana. At Lafayette, Raging Cajuns, population of Lafayette, which is you know South Central Louisiana ish, uh, it's about one hundred twenty seven thousand people. Uh, but you, once again, these this is not a giant state. You could get to Shreveport, Lafayette, uh, within an hour, couple hours of each other. Uh, New Orleans, then to and that's central in the state. So you're talking about people from Shreveport, people from New Orleans, Baton Rouge, being able to get to Lafayette to go to Cajun field to watch the XFL and Cajun field known for great tailgating and college football and not even a very good college football team that gets a lot of love. Although their attendance figures aren't great. What are your thoughts on the city of Lafayette, Louisiana, Jake? Uh, I wish I was a little more informed and I, and I had someone that knew the area better uh, where they could give me some more insight on this I, oh I well think, i think i could be able to tell you that what do you want to know about the city of lafayette because right now my ass is parked in it oh i, I didn't know if we were disclosing that or not I, I, this is not an undisclosed location no we are coming to you live okay in, lafayette could louisiana the host could they you know consistently put butts in a seat that people would care about in that time no no, and that's the only reason why this uh, town is on the list is because I'm sitting in it. But I'll tell you outright, no. The city would not support an XFL team. Um, what if just, they were winning? If they were winning, hell yeah. And that just goes for any city in Louisiana. Yeah. It's a very fair-weather state. That's why you want to put this team in a more densely populated area, yeah. unlike yeah. Lafayette or Shreveport, Vince. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I think I'm with you. Alan, uh, for two reasons. Um, one, you know, baseball, very popular in this area. And in the spring, you're going to be competing with baseball. And playing at Cajun Field, a college stadium, I mean, would a college stadium even allow the XFL to do that? Would the XFL want to play in a college stadium? I, I just don't see how that's going to work. 
no, no, and no, and also Cajun Field is in dire need of renovations when it comes to media accommodations. And also, Lafayette, <laughs> not the easiest place to get to if you're coming from outside of Louisiana. So, all in all, great town, great place. Uh, people love football there. They do love baseball, too. Uh, but not for the XFL. What about Baton Rouge? Yeah, Baton Rouge, you got a population of, you know, roughly 227,000. Tagger Stadium holds 100,000 plus. Uh, this was one that I had on my short list, at least for the southern region. Um, and I mean, Vince, uh, a lot of people always talk about, you know, um, people just talking about Baton Rouge, you know, a, a lot of affinity for, the, for that area, even though they've never been there. I'm wondering, could they host an XFL team? Uh, you know, it, it's it's an interesting idea because, you know, you got, you know, football is just so popular in the area for, for the LSU Tigers. But, you know, are they really going to take time to support an XFL team? You know, college baseball, again, very popular in the area. I, I just I just don't think it's a good look. And you do not want to put this in a 100,000-seat stadium. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't care that's, what. <laughs> that's number one. You already saw that with the L.A. Coliseum. Uh, and it, baseball, I don't think, would be uh, the big thing affecting the XFL really in these towns. It's 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 the support people are. Well, that's what I'm these, saying. You know, people you, in these towns been... are active. They're doing other things. They have traditions, and they're not going to want to have some new league show up in their backyard, especially in you know vaunted, hallowed halls of Tiger Stadium. And the LSU would never let that happen either. Would they cancel the oyster roast if there was a game in town? They wouldn't cancel any kind of crawfish boil. Uh, and you're talking about the XFL now. It's happening during crawfish season. And uh, that will yeah. not interfere with any activities yeah. going on. When you talk about the state of Louisiana, if, if there's no crawfish or, or football going on, all they're about is hunting, fishing, and loving every day. Uh, that's just about it. And I don't know if uh, they have time for the XFL in Louisiana. So looks like three no's all around. We said all those cities. New Orleans. Um, I mean, you could play at Tulane, I guess, but once again, that's a college. Don't even want to bring it up. Let's go to the next town, though. Go to Florida, another OG XFL city, Orlando, Jake. The rage. We're all the rage in the XFL until they got bounced out of the playoffs. Uh, they played at the Citrus Bowl, which is 60,000-plus population of Orlando, just in the city, 277,000, but that's a million-plus all around the area. They have a new MLS stadium. They still have the Citrus Bowl, now Camping World Stadium. And they have Spectrum Stadium, which is for the University of Central Florida, and that's 45,000-plus. So lots of options for the XFL in Orlando, a city we know Vince McMahon likes to do business in. Yeah, I think this is a lock. I'd write it down right now on the big board. Uh, Orlando, <laughs> is they're going to get another – you know, they're going to get another team. Uh, one thing that I was thinking about, and the more I think about it, it's probably not going to work. You know, a, a lot of people go to Orlando uh, either, you know, to see Mickey Mouse uh, or go to Universal Studios or go to the Impact Zone. You know, that's their big vacation for the year. They're probably not going to take the time to try to catch an XFL game. But I think the fan base is still there. And, I, you know, I think that that newly – or not even newly renovated, but new MLS stadium that holds 25,000 would be. Uh, 25,000 person MLS stadium, I think would be rocking in Orlando. 
you know, you don't want to ask too many people in that in the state of Florida to show up for something like this. I mean, it, you have trouble getting support unless you're winning in the state of Florida. Good luck. And luckily, the original Rage were winning and they drew well. But if you only have 25,000 seats, now that's exclusive. That is a ticket. And I think that's going to get people in regardless of a winning record or not. Yeah, football, very popular in the state of Florida. Um, you know, it may not show up in their NFL teams, uh, but certainly UF and uh, Florida State, you know, big time traditions there. A lot of people interested in the game. High school football is huge at the state of Florida. Uh, looking for something to do in the springtime. I think this is an excellent idea, especially uh, in a city like Orlando with a small stadium. I'm with Jake here. This this is a, a safe bet. And I, I think you got to think about the weather as well. You know, weather. Oh yeah. Morning, like, you know, February to April or February to May season. And then throw this in there. We always talk about the XFL being an alternative and being different, reimagining football. What about maybe reimagining the fact that high school players might be eligible to play in this league? And if you want to have a a stronghold in any state uh, when it comes to high school talent, maybe you you could set it up with the Orlando franchise. Uh, getting high school uh, a combine or of some sort with incoming players, uh, players looking to not go to college and get right to the pros and maybe use the XFL as a jumping-off point to get to the NFL, Vince. I think that would be a great idea to put it in Orlando just for that reason alone. Yeah, that's a, a concept that's been talked a lot about, um, and it, it will be interesting to see if they go that route. I would imagine that the door is going to be open. So I think Orlando's definitely a lock for our first of two spots from the South. Then I'll, I think this is unanimous. Well, we'll see see what else we got here. We got some other good candidates. Okay, we'll put them up there, but uh, we could we could always take them down. Uh, OKC, <laughs> Oklahoma City, population uh, six hundred thirty eight thousand, but a lot more because you're talking about basically the whole state would be I think rabid for a, a football team in a pro league. Uh, you always talk about Norman holds 86,000 plus at Gaylord family Memorial stadium, but I don't know if, if you want to put them in that kind of barn, Jake, there is a baseball, (laughs) there's a baseball park that holds 13,000 in Oklahoma city. What do you do? I think this is a city that would love to have the XFL. There's just nowhere to put a team. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of hay to, uh, Get in there, and I don't know if they can. I I'll just say it now. I don't think they can consistently do it every week. I mean, those Oklahomans, you know, they're they're big on their definitely big on their football. So this, uh, there's a possibility for this one. I think this is. I think this is a very likely candidate. Um, I I don't think it has to. How close is Norman to Oklahoma City? I I I don't know. Tulsa is further west. I think they probably have a more reasonable stadium. That's a half hour. Uh, Tulsa? No, Norman's a half hour south. Norman's a half hour. Yeah. Uh, Maybe Tulsa's the the place where you put it. I I, I don't know. I'm not sure all their facilities. They they got a nice, you know, small ballpark. Maybe they've set up some extra bleachers there uh, at the Brickton 
And then that's where it is. This is high on my list, Oklahoma City. Just seeing how they support the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, even with the Thunder not being as as great as they were, uh, that they still get, I mean, tremendous support. So, well, they, well, they have a very good team right now. Uh, uh, they're they're decent. They're decent. They have Carmelo Anthony, they Paul have great George. Players. Yeah, they have great yeah. players. They have great players, but they're not a good team. They're not. I mean, if we're talking NBA now. Come on, they're they're like seven or eight seed, I think, as we do this show, but. They support the team. That's that's the that's what we do know. I think they definitely would support an XFL team wherever you put them in Oklahoma. Yeah, we, absolutely. All right, we'll put them up there next to Orlando for now. Let's see if we replace them. Let's go to Omaha. And I'm not talking about Peyton Manning. I'm talking about the actual city, Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, Four hundred forty-six thousand plus in that city, uh, but you're also talking about the whole state of Nebraska is starving for something like this. You'd think very, no, no pro <laughs> sports for anything, no pro sports, no pro pro sports in the Cornhusker state. They do get the college world series every year. Why not stick them in TD Ameritrade park? That that's a brand new barn. Jake 2011. It was built holds about 25,000. Yeah. Again, I don't know how, how glamorous uh, Omaha is as a city to put a team Maybe there's a reason, you know, they don't have a team. Well, boxing does well there whenever Bud Crawford's fighting in Omaha, in town. Yeah, yeah, but I, th- I think, you know, the, the rules aren't as strict. You know, the athletic committee is different. But, yeah, uh, outside of, uh, you know, uh, you know, seven or eight uh, Cornhusker games per year, uh, there, there ain't a whole lot going on in that state. Uh, maybe you considering the harvesting season a, a big activity, uh, but you know this is something. This is a place where, you know, it it could do well. It it really could. I don't yeah. see. I don't see why the the city of Omaha, and the entire state of Nebraska, wouldn't support this. Um, I mean, you got this gl- glorious building. For one of the biggest events in sports, but it's only used once a year. I'm sure they have other things going on, but it seems like the XFL well, would be perfect for that no, ballpark. I, I mean, I'm well, sure George Strait sells out every year. <laughs> uh, as well. Now, now, what do you think about the culture in Omaha versus what? What is the culture going to be of the XFL? You know, it, it seems like there could be a big clash there. Well, I don't know. The, the new XFL isn't, you know, about outlaws and convicts and maniacs anymore. It's going to be a more wholesome uh, uh, kind of brand, but with a, a version of football that's more you know, innovative. It's going to it's not it's not going to be as brash. Well, there's going to, there's not going to be any convicts, but there's definitely going to be some outlaws in this league. Uh, you, you better have a few outlaws. Um, it. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I I don't know much about Omaha. It, it's probably the most bland city on this entire list. Uh, to be Vince, honest. I'm sure we have a lot of people listening from Omaha right now. <laughs> Let's not throw them under the bus. That hey, I, yeah, I'm not going to say that. I think Omaha looks like a rad town. I'd love to go to it for a College World Series, and if it had an XFL team, I definitely would make the trip there. Is Omaha there. a hipster town? It seems like it would be. 
I, I, a lot of yeah, a lot of those those outsiders from other states are moving to Omaha right now. Um, I, I, I don't know. I can't I can't say that with any certainty. All I know is that it's a town that I'm sure would welcome football, but I don't think it would be as exciting as Oklahoma City or as beneficial for the entire league as Orlando. So I'm not putting it up there. Although I would I, I wouldn't mind. You guys. I I kind of hope that there is a team in Omaha just so you could to see you make the trip there. I'll be there. I'll be <laughs> yeah. there week one. It's it's going to be a more <laughs> week one Omaha. <laughs> but if they if they can prove it, then you know they definitely uh, they definitely deserve it. Like All right, let's uh, yeah. uh, moving us on right now. We yeah move on. To, uh, uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Population of 1.3 million. Yeah, a lot of people running around that that place. Uh, you got to remember, last time the Liberty Bowl hosted the Memphis Maniacs. That was, that was 58,000. Um, and, and I have here in the notes that 20,000 um, per game in 2001. I don't know if that was 20,000 paid or not, but still. <laughs> Uh, they, they were yeah, getting 20,000 20, plus per game in the original XFL, the Memphis Maniacs. Uh, I don't remember their record, but I don't remember them being too good, Jake. I don't, I don't, I just remember, you know, them playing on, uh, playing on UPN a lot, honestly. <laughs> they were the UPN <laughs> team. This is a very intriguing area. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but do they have the facility? I, I think that's. That's the big thing. Yeah, I, I, I'm seeing here they were a 500 team, uh, you know, not falling behind, not, not sticking out somewhere right in that meaty middle part. I mean, Memphis as a town, I, as a town, it seems all right. But, uh, yeah, you, you're right, Vince. Where are they going to be playing at? Where are they going to host them? Yeah, the, the Liberty Bowl, that's a good size, but still maybe a little too big. And I, I think if you're going to go 20-something thousand – person stadiums and soccer stadiums to start you I'd want to do that just probably in every town all across the board and make that the goal Memphis not one of those places hell of a place uh but I don't think it's an XFL town uh for the second go around here I'm voting it out yeah I'm gonna vote it in honestly if I had to say right now so your two cities well, would be Orlando and Memphis? Well, Orlando's a lock. I, I think Oklahoma City and, and Memphis may be tied as number two for me. Vince? Well, well I, I really think they can make this work. They're, they're going to have to find you know, uh, another facility. I, and a, what does the stadium really need to be? Does it need to be a great stadium? You know, does it need to be brand new? I mean, could you could you just set up, you know, uh, um, a bunch of bleachers and and pack in thirty thousand people? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be state of the art. You you don't need to, you know, luxuries like ordering food from your app and having having it brought to your seat. That's not what the XFL is going to be about. Well, I think you want a fan friendly experience, and I think you want to have it at places where it's easy to get in and out of the barn. It's easy to park. It's centrally located. It's a place people enjoy going to. And a lot of the older buildings 
around the country are not that. That's why you don't want to put them in the L.A. Coliseum, for instance, once again. Or that new stadium, Atlanta, where you hear people can't even get out of the stadium when they want to leave. But I, I don't know. It feels like Memphis hasn't is, is not a, the kind of city that's going to put any effort into it, into welcoming, welcoming the XFL. And quite frankly, if we're picking a city in that state, I'd go with Nashville ahead of Memphis. Really? That, yeah. that was something that I was toying with. Is cities with hockey teams are really what you're gunning for. Hockey and soccer teams. That the people that are if you like, if you have a city that likes hockey and soccer, those are fans who like alternative sports, alternative kind of uh, nights out, alternative competition. They're they're not looking for yeah, that, their standard baseball fo- that, football kind of deal. That that's actually not a bad idea. Um, I I I think. You're on track, I think, for the right type of people. It's just hard, hard to say. I mean, Memphis. I think Memphis could do it. it Nashville. I, I don't know. Maybe that's too big of a town. I just think Memphis is too broke. Too broke. Yeah, a lot of crime in that area. Sad to say, but that, that that's a fact. Um, last city we have on the list here. Greensboro, North Carolina, Vince, you put this on here. Uh, you want to talk about a place where you have nowhere to put an XFL team. I guess North Carolina A&T has a stadium that holds 20,000-plus. Aggie Stadium. Huge area, though. Top 50 TV yeah. market. Um, so if there was a place to put them, I think the XFL might work there, but there's nowhere to put them. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going. Uh, with Greensboro, I mean, I, I mean, I suppose you could, you know, look at Charlotte as a team, but uh, I really like the Greensboro area. You know, like you said, a, a high population, uh, a, an excellent TV market. It's just, you know, where are they going to put the um, the the stadium? If only the Coliseum was outdoors. Yeah, and I mean, I I would love the day, you know, whenever we're told, you know, uh, if people trying to go to the game just get a ticket at the box and, you know, the state police are out there saying, don't come to Greensboro, turn around. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that's happening as romantic as it sounds for such a huge TV market. You think they'd have some sort of big ass building to have events like football? They don't games. have any. They don't have like a minor league baseball stadium or anything well, like that. Sure, they do, but I mean, we're probably going to get more than three thousand fans. And remember, if you're going to have it in a minor league baseball stadium, or if you're going to have it in an MLS stadium, it needs to be fairly new. It needs to be not not state of the art, but damn near close, I'd say. So. Sorry, sorry, Vince. I know that I know your dream. Is I don't know. I'm, I'm football I'm, in Greensboro. I'm still, I'm still giving it a vote. All right. Well, uh, let's let's whittle it down then. Those are all the southern cities we had ready to talk about. Let's vote them in. Mine are Orlando, and I'm voting in Oklahoma City. I don't know. I'm going to put them in that baseball stadium for now. Yeah, I'm going Orlando for sure, and uh, just to keep it interesting, I'm going to go Memphis. I'm going to say Orlando, and I will say OKC, too. 
You get outvoted there, Jake. I'm sorry. When we put the brackets up on thisisthexflshow.com, it will be Orlando and Oklahoma City moving on as the two representatives of the Southern United States. We will I can't continue. wait to speculate on the nicknames. That's going to be a great episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm sure the Orlando Rage will have to stay, but Oklahoma City. Now, we could do a lot of different things with that team. Uh, next week, we will be discussing – I mean, we could go anywhere. I'll say if we go from the south, we should go up to the north and talk about some of the uh, Yankee teams. Vince, what do you say? And that sounds good. A lot of good uh... – a lot of good choices there. Yeah, we're going to go north next week, and then the following week it'll be east and west cities to create our eight-team league, XFL 2020. It's XFL City Madness. Go check it all out. We'll put the brackets up on thisisthexflshow.com. Of course, social media, at XFL Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You guys ready to talk about an XFL great? There's more. There are plenty more. This is an XFL legend. This is an XFL legend. Putting on this camp every year reminds me of why I get into coaching. You can really watch these kids grow. You know, gaining an understanding and love for the game. My job is motivation. Bank one, I need a loan, quick. Vince, tell us about former Birmingham Bolts head coach Jerry DiNardo slinging Bank One loans when he was an LSU head coach. Yeah, this this guy here, Jerry DiNardo, uh, excellent football background, national champion with the, the Fighting Irish in Notre Dame way back in 1973. Uh, and then you know, he uh, was a long-time uh, coach, a uh, an assistant coach with the Colorado Buffaloes for a long time, and then he moved uh, up to the head coaching ranks, mostly in the college game uh, with the Vanderbilt Commodores of the SEC, and he was pretty much a disaster there. Uh, <laughs> but they landed a very good job with, with the LSU Tigers, and he did some damage in Baton Rouge. Uh, had several. Uh, very good seasons, finished in the top 15 a couple times, and then all of a sudden he went downhill in the late 90s. Uh, didn't he even get to finish out his fifth and final season there? Uh, and then after that, he joined up with the XFL and coached the Birmingham Thunderbolts. And unfortunately for him and the great city of Birmingham, uh, they had the worst record. In the entire league, only two wins the entire time. He can't uh, make it. Let's go kick it. And then, uh, you know, basically to sum up Indiana Hoosier football, uh, they hired him as a coach, uh, <laughs> and, and and you know he won a, a grand total of eight games in, in in three seasons at the University of Indiana. And, you know, that explains a lot of their troubles. 
And so this guy, you know, he's a legend, you know, as in coaching, you know, the worst team. He made history the, the least amount of wins. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> what else is there to say about this guy? Uh, you know, we were talking about the South. Uh, I think that's why we, you know, this guy knows the Southern area, coached at, at Vanderbilt in Nashville, uh, in Baton Rouge, uh, two cities we talked about here. Um, and then, of course, Birmingham. Uh, one of the original teams who, who, you know, we don't think have a shot of getting another team. And maybe that's because, because of Jerry, uh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry DiNardo. DiNardo. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't blame Jerry DiNardo, but he is an XFL legend for sure. Uh, you know what? He also He's great because what a terrible coach, but he always gets great jobs. He's, he's yeah, good at getting well, jobs. Con, man. Now well, he's a Big Ten he, Network analyst. He's wonderful. Yeah, and, and you know that's uh, that's obviously where he shines. Um, you know, to continue to get SEC coaching jobs. You know, I mean, he coached in the SEC for nine years. I mean, uh, in the nineties. I mean, that that's uh, you know, a pretty strong accomplishment, even though his record was not that great. Now you're telling me that if Birmingham puts together, you know, a proposal about trying to get an XFL team in 2020, you think someone on that XFL board or Vince McMahon is going to bring up, you know, bad memories from Jerry Donardo? <laughs> it's possible. Well, with how good he is at interviewing for jobs and how, how slick he can be, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they do get a team and he's the head coach because he's smooth as hell, man. He tweeted last week, actually. Jerry DiNardo said, I knew there was a reason I kept these things. And he tweeted a picture of all of his Birmingham Bolts coach's gear. His 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 uh, zip-up jacket, a hat, towel, uh, you know, his uh, pants. He had it all. He's ready. He, he's a great schmoozer, and, and there's no doubt about that. And that's why he is an XFL legend. He is, but he's also a guy who's, I think, I think very innovative, at least in his thinking. Check out this clip we found of Jerry DiNardo ch- talking to the legendary Chet Kopic about <laughs> alternative football leagues. Chet, I think there's a small group of college football players that are there only to go to the NFL. They have no academic interest at all. And I think that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The problem is there's no place for them to train to become an NFL player without going to the university. And yet in this country, I can go to Major League Baseball without going to the university level. I can play in the NHL without going to a university. Why are football players forced, against their will, some of them, to go through a university system to get to the NFL? We should have a place where if I graduate college, I could be a 4.0 in high school. This is not about a guy who's a bad student. I could be a 4.0 high school graduate have no interest in going to the university, but have a great interest in going to the NFL. Why isn't there a place where I can go to train? I mean, Jerry DiNardo sounds like a guy I would want on my uh, executive board of the XFL, maybe. Coaching experience, been all over, and has great ideas like that because that's what the XFL ultimately could and maybe should be, is an alternative for players who don't want to have to go into the corrupt NCAA system. Jerry DiNardo, an XFL legend. 
Uh, that interview took place at a steakhouse, Vince. You'll you'll want to know. <laughs> I'm I'm really not surprised, uh, especially considering Czech Kopic was conducting that interview. Now, what was he doing in that earlier clip you you played? Was he like handing out ice cream to children or something? Yeah, he was like it's a bank ad. He was coaching children at Tiger Stadium, and then uh, I I don't know. He was like calling for an ice cream truck. I need a loan. <laughs> he's fun he's a great talker and jerry denardo deserves to be in our vaunted this is an xfl legend uh list and, I, I don't that know. was a good one you, you gotta watch out some of these guys that you know take ice cream to the extreme they're just you know they're just a little crazy at times <laughs> he can't make it let's go kick it uh, you know jerry denardo he's kind of like a like a make a wrestling analogy for you uh, a red rooster it is a, a guy who couldn't really get over, but very, very important to have behind the scenes. I, I think, though. yeah, great, and he's definitely strutting. Very cocky guy, uh, Jerry Donardo. Wonderful. Uh, too bad Birmingham won't be getting a team because the South gets Oklahoma City and Orlando, and that does it for this week's episode. First one of March, guys. Are you feeling the madness? Absolutely. You know, I mean, we, we ran through eight great cities here. Uh, I can't wait to talk about eight more next week and try to whittle this down. You know, I th- this is going to make or break the XFL, I, I, I think. Uh, location here is going to be very, very important. Yeah, exactly. We are going north of the Mason-Dixon next week. And, you know, would love to hear your choices for cities, uh, you know, Cities that we could bring up, cities in this northern region. And, of course, you could tweet them at us uh, at XFL Show. Yes, tweet, Facebook, Instagram, at XFL Show. The website, thisisthexflshow.com. And remember, when you download the podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review. It helps spread the word and get people excited for XFL 2020. We will be back next week to talk about northern cities And, of course, all the latest news that comes out about the XFL. We don't anticipate too much, but if anything happens, you know we will be talking about it right here on This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.